Hello everyone, just a couple of quick and exciting announcements before we begin. First of all, I just wanted to let everybody know that last week, Kathy and I had the awesome opportunity to guest on the weekly Trek. So if you're interested in hearing us nerd out about some Star Trek stuff, then head on over to the weekly Trek, and specifically we are on episode number 146, talking about a lot of cool new Star Trek news. Second of all, we have decided that, at least for the time being, we are going to continue this weekly schedule through the end of the fall semester. I will reevaluate at that time, but with my upcoming schedule this fall, it does seem that it will be doable for me to continue the editing on a weekly basis. So we will continue to stay weekly at least through December. Thanks and enjoy the show. Do I sound okay? I rearranged stuff in my little closet again and... I don't like where my microphone is. I've decided I need to get an arm for it, but it hasn't arrived yet. So I've just kind of got it propped in place with my hand and I don't like it, but it'll have to do for today. Sounds good. I'm working with an arm as well. Yeah. It's a... Oh my God, I can't think of words. Wow. (laughs) It's attached to my table. (laughs) Yes, that that is how mine will also... That was not what I was going to say, but it's completely gone, whatever was going to come out of my mouth, so... (laughs) Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. How's it going? Okay, how are you? Okay. Ooh. La, la, la. Wow, it's really hot. La, 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 la. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's unpleasant and I hate it. Well, I like your name of I am burning up in here. <laughs> ah. Ah. Yeah, and... <laughs> I've got my collection of beverages to get us through this episode. Same. I've got some lemonade flavored water. Ooh. A non-alcoholic athletic IPA. Excellent. And a cherry vanilla Coke Zero. Ah. Which I don't actually like that much, but I bought it and now I'm trying to get through it. That's fair. They... The, the grocery store has been out of Cherry Coke Zero forever, and I love it. And they got it. That stuff's good. They got it in, and then I was like, ooh, Cherry Vanilla. Maybe that's good, too. It's fine, but it's no Cherry Coke Zero. So Yeah. It's weird, because I, I used to really like the Cherry Vanilla Diet Dr. Pepper, but I don't like Cherry Vanilla Zero, even though I agree that Cherry Coke Zero is amazing. I don't think I've tried the Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper. I haven't seen it in a really long time, and it's sad. But I think they still have the generic brand of it at the movie theater in like the big, like it's the, the Mr. Pibb variety and like the big millions of flavors of things giant soda machine. Oh, right. Those but things. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to a movie theater in like the before times though. So. Me either. The last movie I saw in movie theaters was The Rise of Skywalker. I wish I'd gone I out on a better movie. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of other people did, but I understand, for sure, understand everyone's criticisms of it. And I wasn't thrilled with it either, so I'm not saying I loved yeah. it, but I don't remember what the last one was. I think I saw, like, one other thing. It was probably a Marvel movie of some sort, nice. I would guess, but I don't really remember for sure. It would be my guess. Well, we could go back to the movies if we want, so. We could. I'm not sure I'm ready for movies yet. Also, we've got 
new TV and new couch here. Not really like super new couch, but you know, I mentioned it a while back and it reclines. So I'm like, "Eh." and I found out that Flavicol is what they use to flavor the popcorn with. So I bought some of that and I'm like, it makes it less tempting when we have comfy couch and uh, we don't have surround sound though. I wish we did. That would be nice. We used to, but now we don't. And how am I supposed to watch Jurassic Park in all of its glory if I don't have surround sound? Oh, like like me, like a monster with no glory <laughs> whatsoever. Just the enjoyment of the plot. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to be me. Ask Jeff about it because I'm like, you're not keeping me in the lifestyle to which I've become accustomed. <laughs> Is this going to become a problem? Although, to be fair, we haven't actually had surround sound in our living room in many years at this fair. point. It seems like work. I'm not into work. Yeah, well, that's that's Jeff work, though, so <laughs> I just don't worry about it myself. Hi, sweetie. He always listens to the show. <laughs> Yay, Jeff. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too, Jeff. Kathy does Jeff. love you, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I am drinking. I'm drinking wine today because we have no beer. And a seltzer. Nice. And I wish I had beer. I could have had a non-alcoholic beer. I probably should have just had that instead, because that's really what I wanted yeah. was beer. But oh well, here we are. I didn't want to drink alcohol in my hot, hot box. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> Even I was as I was saying that, I knew that was a mistake. <laughs> but couldn't stop yeah, myself. Totally getting left in. <laughs> Great. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Once again, literally crying over here. So I'm not sniffling because I'm sick. <laughs> I'm not sick. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Kathy? Aside from your hot hot box, <laughs> today we are talking about Stargate SG One Season Two Episode Eight, Family. Fantastic. We start the episode with an unscheduled open. Everyone is running around with their guns drawn, and SG One is up in the control room. And they realize that it is Braytac because no one else is off world at the moment, and the only other person that has a SGC remote would be Braytac. But I was confused here because in the past they've all they've been able to identify like the exact team based on the code. So why wouldn't they be able to recognize for sure that it's Braytac based off of a code that they would have given him? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Anyway, they decide, you know, well, I guess it's probably Braytac. It he would only be coming through if it was an emergency, so we better let him in. And I would think that he would have splatted against the iris by now because they're <laughs> they taking so do. long to debate this. But apparently yeah, I don't know. Apparently somehow Braytac can maybe sense Maybe maybe the the remotes are like when you go to a restaurant and they give you one of those little buzzy things, so there's like a thing they press and it buzzes on the other side and tells you to come through. Yeah, that's a good call. That's going to be my headcanon. <laughs> I like it. I don't know what they're called. I call them buzzy things. They're just pagers. Hmm. <laughs> that's or fair. Page, or buzzy that's things. That's fair. <laughs> they don't look like the pagers I had in the 90s, so. Very true. You never had a pager. Yes, I in the did. 90s. You did? Yeah, it was, you know. How did I miss that? Like a hot second. I don't know. Oh. I never paged you. <laughs> no one ever did. <laughs> Before my first cell phone. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't have a cell phone for a very long time. Well, not a very long time after the, the 90s, but a very long time after pagers were around. Yeah. I closed myself in the box. Oh, no. I hope that you don't have a vial of poison in there with a radioactive <laughs> isotope keeping the poison <laughs> in the bottle. <laughs> as long as you're not told. talking and I'm not looking at you, because I, I can't look at you, but as, as long as I, I'm not looking at you, which I guess I'm not doing, right. then you're both alive and dead. Yes, that's right. Or something. Yes. <laughs> If only I could tell based on whether or not you're talking, but <laughs> no, just based on observation. It could just so. be a recording of me. <laughs> I mean, it will be by the time anyone else hears this. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> We're coming to you from the past. <sighs> Kathy may or may not still be alive in her box. We don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. Never know. I guess if more episodes happen... <laughs> Anyway, they finally get around to opening up the iris. Yes. <laughs> and it is Braytac. He asks Hammond of Texas for permission to enter. And so, of course, Hammond tells everyone to stand down. As one goes down and greets him, Braytac tells Teal'c that his wife is fine, but his son has been kidnapped by Apophis. Uh-oh. Not good. They've moved this conversation to the conference room. The team is confused because they thought Apophis was dead. Yes. Which, yes. He's I mean, not. I think we knew that, but. Well, yeah, I th thought we saw them beam off. Yeah. Anyway, Braytac says they went through the gate on the ship right before the ships exploded. You'd think he would have mentioned this to them Sooner. I feel like that would be like an emergency call, but maybe it's really hard for him to like get to the gate to uh, say maybe. stuff to them. Yeah. As it is often guarded on Chulak. Right. Yes. Good yeah. points. All good points. Daniel's like, we must have used the ring right after he left and I was or, to get to the gate right after Daniel left. And I was like, did they have time for that? I feel like Daniel got out at the last second. Yeah, I thought it only had like one second left. <laughs> But. I can't remember the exact, but I was like, that seems, the timing's a little suspect, but okay. Yeah. I guess it must have been more. Maybe we're misremembering. We could be misremembering. <laughs> that would be a thing we would definitely do. <laughs> so they're wondering why Apophis would take Ryak, and Teal'c and Braytac explain it's to get at Teal'c, and Braytac adds that Apophis basically lost a shit ton of men in those ships, and... He's returned in shame to Chulak. Teal'c says he needs to regain his power quickly before other gold system lords go wreck his shit some more and take his stuff. <laughs> Essentially. Hammond's uh, not so sure about this one because seems like it's probably a trap. But Jack's like, yeah, it's a trap, totally, but we can avoid it. And since it has the O'Neill seal of approval... Hammond reminds them all that Teal'c was a big-ass liar at the beginning. <laughs> and he does not want this family nonsense coming up again after this. I know. So, seriously, Teal'c. With that reminder, warning, <laughs> he, he gives his okay as well. Yep. And Hammond says the prime directive of the mission is to bring Teal'c's family 
to Earth. So I thought it was weird here, and maybe I was just misreading what they were saying, but they were talking about how now is the best time to go and take Apophis out because if they don't, then the system lords are going to send somebody stronger over to take Apophis out, and then Trulok's going to be in real trouble because they'll have a new, stronger system lord. But by going there and trying to take out Apophis, aren't they just kind of helping the system lords by taking him out for them, or at least trying to take him out for them so that they don't have to bother killing him first before they put someone else in place because he's already dead? Like, won't someone go fill that power vacuum if they create one? So I think their plan is to weekend at Bernie's Apophis for the system lords. (laughs) Fair. Okay. I like it. (laughs) They're just going to parade the dead man around and hope for the best. I hope they have a good-looking pair of sunglasses. Presumably on Shulak, the gate opens. Gas canisters are sent through first, and all the guards that are standing around the gate pass out. And then SG-1 comes through in robes so that they can blend in with the people on Shulak. And they're all wearing face masks, including Teal'c and Braytak. So we know that whatever this stuff is, it does actually affect even the Jaffa with their symbiotes, as not all gases have in the past. Or toxins. And that's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Um, did you did you notice how bland their robes were this time around? I did. Yeah, they were all just kind of cream colored. What happened to their costuming department? Right. Because the last time they were decked out. Mm-hmm. What's going on, guys? Yeah, the robes were much more interesting and and fancier before. And by costuming department, I don't mean the show. I mean the SG centers. Yeah. Costumers, because... Right. Yeah. Yeah, the SGC costume center. Yes, exactly. Which they clearly have to have somewhere because they're often in costume. Yeah. And they got to give Tilk his hats for his mm-hmm. hat watch. And Indeed. Yeah. The team makes their way to town and Braytac tells everyone that they've reached their destination. This is the home of Dryak, who has offered to use it as a base. Of course, Tilk wants to know how she is no longer living in a tent on the outskirts and is suddenly living in this big mansion, but Braytac says he doesn't know. The team goes in, and Dryak and Teal'c have a somewhat happy-ish reunion. They're happy to see each other, despite the bad circumstances of the meeting. It's worth noting this is no longer Dr. Allison Blake, which I was a bit sad about, because I really like Sally Richardson. Uh, I'm not actually sure who this was. She's fine, but I like (laughs) Allison Blake. (laughs) Because of her ties to Eureka. Some random guy comes in and greets Tilk and the rest. Apparently he does actually know Tilk, so he's not as random as he seems when he first comes in. Tilk greets this guy as Frotak and is delighted to see him and says he's happy to s- that Frotak is in the home of his wife and that it's greatly appreciated he's keeping an eye on things. But Frotak and Dreyak have to explain to him that it's not really quite like that. She's moved on, and this is his house, and they are living together because the marriage between Dreyak and Teal'c has been removed, and now she's married to Frotak. So Teal'c immediately tries to strangle him. (laughs) So awkward. It really is quite (laughs) awkward. Jack pulls him off, and Teal'c asks Braytak how he couldn't have known this, and is pretty pissed off because he thinks that Braytak's betrayed him, and Braytak does give him a bit of a guilty look. Frotak says that he and Dryak are going to go wait outside to let SG-1 and Braytak kind of discuss what's going on. Jack sends Sam after him to get more information about what happened to Ryak. So many similar names. Confused there me. really are. 
Raytag swears to Teal'c that he did not actually know about what was happening here, even though despite the, the guilty look that he gave to Teal'c before. Jack asks Braytac if Frotac can be trusted. Teal'c is like, obviously not, but Jack says that he doesn't really think that Teal'c's opinion can be trusted <laughs> as unbiased right now, which is fair. Braytac says that he trained Frotac just like he trained Teal'c and trusts him very much, but isn't completely sure. So maybe they should keep an eye on him. Apparently he doesn't trust him as much as the other guys in uh, the season finale in the premiere of this season or Tilk for that matter which makes me wonder why what happened that he doesn't trust Frotac as much as he trusts these others who knows he never tells us he doesn't tell us Tilk thinks that it's better to maybe just kill Frotac so that they don't even have to worry about whether he's trustworthy (laughs) that is a way to go (laughs) that would be a way to go yes Daniel tells him yeah you should have some perspective and be thanking him which he had a good point that they were outcasts before, and now they're not because they have a better life living with this guy who's apparently pretty high in society. But to me, it felt like Daniel was coming across as just being kind of preachy and obnoxious and unsympathetic for what Teal'c was going through. This is the this is the one time I was like, no, 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 no. he's, he's got, got a point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Teal'c was like out of control in this episode a lot. But anyway, yes. <laughs> Well, I agree. Yeah. I just felt like the way that he, I guess I feel like the way he said it was really obnoxious. Like That like, wouldn't surprise me. He, <laughs> he sounded very uh, superior and callous as he was saying. And again, maybe that's just me reading into it. And I agree. He does do that. isn't right so. here in trying to kill Frotac, but it felt like Daniel wasn't really being sympathetic to his friend either. And was just being cold for somebody who should understand how much it hurts to lose your fair. wife suddenly. That's fair. And Dan- Daniel, yeah. Daniel has a history of delivering things poorly exactly so i felt like this is i I agree he had a good point but i felt like this is another example of him just (laughs) not saying things in a way that maybe he should have tilk and braytac argue that if tilk was dead he would have wanted dryak to move on and tilk argues that while he's not dead but braytac points out that he might as well be which is a good point because they are separated tilk has no idea when he's going to be coming back he can't be there to protect them but now his family is safe Jack tells Teal'c to think about what's best for his son, and Braytac tells him he needs to promise not to kill Frotac, no matter how badly he might want to. <laughs> and Teal'c, of course, very begrudgingly agrees, because he'll do what Braytac says, because they have a cute relationship yeah. of mentor-teacher yeah. to student. Yeah. yeah, I worded that poorly, but here it we are. Sounded good to me. So they start planning what they're going to do. Dryak and Frotac come back in at this point, and Tilk swears to Dryak that they will bring Ryak home, and then he will never lay eyes on her again. And he leaves, and she cries. <laughs> Sorry, the names are just <laughs> Dryak, Ryak. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Frotac, Dryak, and Ryak. Braytac. Yep. <laughs> so many acts. So many acts. I wonder why Teal'c doesn't have an act, but maybe that's why he's got the the apostrophe. Maybe he's supposed to be Teal'c. <laughs> maybe. <but laughs> it's shortened to Teal'c. <laughs> Teal'c to my friends. Teal'c to my enemies. Although I think that Apophis calls him Teal'c, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> supp- yeah, yeah. Apophis is not his friend. Yeah. Dryak follows Teal'c outside and finds him sitting there and wants to know how he, how dare he judge her. 
and dishonor her new husband in his own house. And then he says, woman, be silent. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and yeah. she said, no, thankfully, uh, because I was yeah, like, yeah, that was really no, cringy. <laughs> I don't like seeing Tilk behaving badly because I love his character so much, but he's yeah. behaving really badly. You know, he's in a lot of pain, but he's behaving just terribly. Yeah. And I hate seeing it. Yeah. So she's, you know, she's like, you abandoned us. Mm-hmm. Give me some sort of answer to what I'm saying. And Teal's like, I did this for the future of the Jaffa. And she's like, what about our son? I think. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. She's like, what about yeah. the future of our son? And he's like, why Frotac? And she's like, he's the only one who asked. Then it turns out she doesn't actually love him, but he's a convenient way to a better life. And then she goes back inside. Good times. Yeah. Poor Frotac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People being treated badly all over the place. Yeah. Later on, we're back inside. Frotac is telling everybody about where Ryak is being held and showing them a map that he made of the palace where he works. Apparently he's high enough up in the whole ranking system that he has an office in that palace. And it's only about 200 paces from where Ryak is being held. So they go on a bit about the logistics of how they should go about their attack and then decide that they're going to go as soon as it's dark outside. Flash forward to nighttime. Braytac sneaks around the halls. He comes up to the guards that are presumably in front of the room where they're going to find Ryak. He calls to them to get away from the door and so they start to head towards him. All of a sudden SG-1 comes out of nowhere and they shoot them all. And they use some kind of incendiary that doesn't actually like blow off the whole door from its hinges or anything like that, but it does burn through the locks. So the door opens. Ryak tries to run and calls for help and calls his daddy as traitor. Tilk has grabbed a hold of him. Ryak manages to break free and runs, and some guards come up, open fire on SG-1 and Braytac. So the team and Braytac all flee. Run away! <laughs> run away! <laughs> They need a large wooden badger next time. <laughs> that might work better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The team returns to House Frotac empty-handed. They explain to Dreyak what happened, that he's okay, but they run into some problems. And Teal's like, worse than that. And then he says, Ryak's heart and mind have been destroyed. Yeah. And a bit of hyperbole, yeah. I think. Now he's with B- Apophis. The boy's a stranger and a beast. And Jack's like, uh, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. And Braytac kind of agrees with Teal yeah. in this. And I was like, do they just give up if SG-1 wasn't there? Or they're just like, oh, that kid's lost. Yeah, I, that's a good question. And I don't know. It was. It seems like they would have. Was... Because SG-1, the, the people from Earth of SG-1 anyway, are like, well, we should try to save him anyway, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so this was another instance of my what the fuck Teal'c moment yeah. in this episode. Yes. <laughs> so Jack says that he's been brainwashed, which is, I think, a term it sounded like they had not actually heard before. Mm-hmm. Teal'c said that Riot called him a traitor and he sought protection from guards, and this is Teal'c being punished for his betrayal. And Dreyak is like, he's just a child. <laughs> So at least she's in her right sense there. Yeah. 
Teal'c's feeling pretty badly about it, but they don't have time to talk about it further because the communicator orb thingy in their house comes to life. Do you think they watch TV on that too or watch like shows on that or is it always just Apophis? I don't, I mean, maybe TV on Chulak is only Apophis TV, <laughs> but maybe instead of just having to do do only live feeds, they could watch like the greatest Apophis hits. <laughs> the greatest hits. Just sit around the orb at night and watch Apophis' greatest hits, like the SNL greatest hits, but less funny. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably what happens. So Apophis appears and says that the rumors of his defeat are false. And he trots Ryak out on screen and says that Ryak is his most loyal servant. And Ryak then says his dad is not a hero, but is evil. And he turned away from his god. And Apophis lets everyone know that Teal'c is on the planet and that they're going to be rewarded if they capture him. And even more rewarded if they kill his companions and bring them their heads (laughs) yeah you'll be rich with one million macguffin currencies right yeah further (laughs) right further ryak says that his mother is their prisoner ryak mentions where mama can be found i don't think that's where that she can be found but i think that's supposed to be like her clan oh okay or like where she's from. right so they mentioned something about where she's from yeah uh, and teal gets hope from whatever he said something about her being of the groves or something which is not where she's from the chamka groves ah thank you for writing that down you're welcome oh, the morning chamka groves specifically <laughs> so teal thinks this is a hidden message to him yeah. She's actually of the Cordai planes. Uh, Everyone knows that. Right. At least Ryak knows that. Duh. Duh. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Teal thinks it's a code in that Ryak is presenting them with an opportunity to free him. Freytak and Jack are skeptical that this is actually what's going on because Ryak is just a kid and that seems pretty sophisticated. Right. Jack points out Ryak had a chance to escape. Teal'c says, this is not wishful thinking. My son is strong and he's fighting this brainwashing you spoke of. (sighs) It's just taking him some time. Mm. Then there's a knock at the door. Frogtack goes to answer and it's a group of guards for Apophis. Frogtack just makes me think of Froyo and now I want some frozen yogurt. Nom. I am going to eat ice cream after this. I used to go to Froyo World all the time, or Mangoes was the name of the place near us. And I wonder if they still exist, since they were like a buffet kind of thing. (laughs) That's true. For frozen yogurt. I don't know. There's a buffet at this place near where I work that they put signs up that they had reopened the buffet of it. I don't go in there because they've been... In the past, accused of things like wage theft and racism. So oh my I, yeah, I don't those are good go there. To not go there. I don't go there in case that is still the case. I don't yeah. even know if the ownership is the same. But just just on the off chance, I'm like, right, maybe not. Mm. Treat your employees well and don't be racist. That's yeah, really not. It's not too much to ask. Too much to ask. <laughs> you would think. Yeah, you would think. Yes. So Froyo answers the door. <laughs> 
think it's easier to differentiate the names. They don't all have the same ending. That's true, especially when they're all talking to each other. Right. So maybe, maybe he will be Froyo. He for can a be Froyo. <laughs> that just sounds like Frodo, and that just makes me think now of <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. There's no pleasing you, Mary. There isn't. <laughs> Changing the names. What dangerous flashes. <laughs> I haven't watched those movies in a long time. Uh, we just watched them recently. We watch them all the time. They're great. Yes. Froyo answers the door to a group of guards, and then he comes outside and shuts the door to talk to them. One of them says that they have orders to search for the traitor and his friends. Meanwhile, inside, Dreyak ushers the team into a secret wall hole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. I would have called it a hidden passage, but that's just me. <laughs> well, it didn't look like it actually went anywhere. So no, I thought it, was... it was a hidden door that went to like a yeah. hidey hole. Yeah. <laughs> secret closet. Or a secret wall hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're they're hiding while Froyo tries to get rid of the guards. He says to them that criminals have abducted his wife and that it would make no sense that she would be there. And you can come in, but Apophis might be angry that you're searching the victim's home. And the guard's like, well, actually, we're here on Apophis's orders. So they enter just as the last of them slip into the wall hole. <laughs> <laughs> the guards kind of look around but they they don't try very hard to search this place i feel like it was more intimidation i watched this scene three times just thinking like did i just miss them actually searching but no he just goes up the stairs stands there looks around and then leaves i don't see anybody so nope. they don't go. look under anything they don't look behind anything they don't look in any other rooms they don't really care, apparently. Uh, I was laughing to myself as I was hitting rewind <laughs> those multiple times. I'm like, wait, what am I missing? So the, they're, they're headed to the next house. The wall reopens and the team emerges from its little, the little hole. The wall hole. <laughs> the wall hole. Tilk realizes and says to Frotek that he wasn't sure he could trust him, but it turns out he can, and Frotak says, we're old friends and I don't want to lose your trust. Aww. Later on, Tilk is pacing and suddenly notices Dryak standing there. She comes up and talks to him and says that she also can't sleep until their son is safe. Then they make out a bit, but uh-oh. Froyo comes in and sees them. He doesn't interrupt, but he clearly doesn't look very pleased either. <laughs> And a minute later, we see him sneaking out of the house, past Dryak and Teal'c. But apparently, Jack is hiding somewhere and watches him leave. Yeah, well, it, the house is just apparently one big open area where you can just yeah. look around in here and see everything. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. Nowhere to hide here. So you would think they would have picked a better spot to be uh, smooching. Yeah, but yeah. no. But no. At the palace, Freyo calls to a guard and says that he will show with him to the traitor. Jack suddenly comes up and shoots the guard twice with his at gun and also stuns Freyo, who tries to call for help. 
Jack covers his mouth and tells him it doesn't have to go down like this. Just be nice and quiet. Jack takes his hand off his face, but Furiak, Furio, Fro, <laughs> Do, immediately calls for help. So Jack shoots him again. And so that means that he's dead. And then Jack shoots him a third time to dispose of the evidence. But before running off, he didn't bother to get rid of the dead guard, which I thought was a weird choice. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah. Footsteps are coming up as Jack is fleeing. A bunch of Jaffa come in and say they're going to seal off the palace so that no one can come or go. So that sucks to be Jack, who is now stuck in the palace. The next scene is at uh, Froyo's as well, but I keep changing how I did it. So this one is just at the at the F house. <laughs> I have morning at F's house on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> if this is Froyo's house, should we call this Froyo World? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. At Froyo World, the team is waiting, apparently, when there's a knock at the door. They seem to have noticed that a couple people are missing. Oh, yes. <laughs> they scatter with their and hide. They don't just scatter. <laughs> Probably more wall holes. <laughs> they hide a little bit. Their weapons are they're ready with their weapons though. Breach oh, okay. answers the that. door. Yeah. They they're like I think they're just like around corners. I don't think yeah. they went full wall. <laughs> Full wall hole. Braytek answers the door, and it is a serpent in a full helmet. And Braytek is like, "What the fuck, dude? You were already here." <laughs> it's like you searched the house, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> <laughs> but then the helmet comes down, and it's actually Jack. And Jack's like, "I just want some froyo, just like Mary." <laughs> What Jack actually says is, "No wonder you guys are so cranky in this hel- in this thing or whatever." He yeah. doesn't like that that get up. He so seems he gets out of it. Yeah, Daniel is like, "Where have you been?" And Dreyak asks about Froyo, and Jack delivers the bad news. He's melted. turn them in and he did what he had to to stop them. Braytac's like, I didn't think this was going to happen. And Dreyak says, it's her fault because she made vows she could not keep. And Jack's like, let's let's get this done. What he says is, the sun's coming up, let's go get the kid. But He said the suns are coming up. Did we know oh, that the they sun's... had two suns before this? I don't think we did, hmm. but... Isn't it? Is it not true though that mo- more planets have multiple suns, or no? There are more systems. Oh, I have systems no have multi- idea. <laughs> more than have two suns than have one. I thought I had heard that once. I don't. Know. I don't know. It's been like twenty years since I've taken an astronomy. So sorry <laughs> to anyone out there who's like, "What the fuck is this bitch talking about?" I like astronomy, but I definitely don't know that much about it to have an answer for that. You're our designated science person. <laughs> I know. To know as everything. the science person of this podcast, I'm supposed to know everything about yep. all sciences. <laughs> yes. I only know the squishy sciences. <laughs> Just like Captain Dr. Samantha Dr. Carter. Exactly. I know. I'm sorry. I'm a bad science <laughs> person. I'll strive to be better moving forward. 
better. (laughs) So in discussing the message that Ryak had given them, they figure that they are supposed to be going to the Compta Groves in the morning, based on him saying that his mother's from the morning Compta Groves. So that is where they go. They're hiding behind some trees. Jack says that it can't be a firefight because they're going to have Ryak with them. He says we go... I didn't quite catch what he said here. He said, I thought he said we go CTT, but the closed captioning said we go CCT. And either one of those, I wasn't sure what that means. So I looked them both up and CCT in the Air Force apparently means an air traffic controller. So that doesn't make any sense here. (laughs) But then CTT means a whole bunch of different things like counterterrorism teams or Connecticut transit. So... (laughs) I still don't really know what he said, but I'm guessing probably CTT, even though it captioned it wrong. We go CTT. I missed that entirely, so. <laughs> anyway, he says, one, one shot, shot, one kill, kill my, my command. command. Jaffa, march up. Everyone takes aim. They do manage to take all the guards down with just one single shot each, leaving Ryak standing there surrounded by a bunch of collapsed bodies. Ryak runs up to hug his dad, but the team is very skeptical that he would have turned this quickly from what they saw the day before. They think that it's still some kind of a ploy. Jack tells Sam to frisk Ryak, which seemed like an odd and inappropriate choice to me, but whatever. She says he seems to be clean. I don't know why they would have chosen her, of all people. But here we are. She's the designated woman to deal with child. But, you know, maybe have Tilk do it himself. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the lady, Or Dryak. Mary. Dryak no, Dryak wasn't there. But maybe have Tilk do it himself. That would seem the less we- least weird, I would think. But It's like when they were going to have her deliver a baby. And she's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Yeah, exactly. But she does know how to frisk somebody, so. Uh, apparently. But she didn't actually do a very good job of frisking him. So maybe she doesn't know that. <laughs> Maybe she was also like, this is weird. Why am I doing this? Right. So Tilk says that if this wasn't Ryak returned, it would have been a trap of some sort, but clearly it's not, which seemed like a pretty big conclusion to be jumping to. Jack says it's not a trap yet, but reminds everybody about Cassandra, who ended up turning into a bomb once she was taken back to Earth. Tilk says that his son's hagfish wouldn't allow for any kind of tampering like that, so they can't really just leave Ryak there. They're going to head to the gate, and Braytac says he's going to go get Dryak and meet them there. At the Stargate, Sam's not too thrilled with what looks like too easy an opening for them to get there. There are not that many guards guarding the Stargate, mm-hmm. which you would expect with Apophis knowing Tilk was on the planet, that they would care more about capturing him. You'd think so, especially since they know that Tilk is with several other people who are helping him. None of whom are from Earth and who all are going to eventually want to leave, obviously. Yeah. Dreyak joins them. And she and Ryak embrace. Ryak lays everything on so thick. Everything that kid says. He's like, Dad's taking us to Tower oh, Like yeah. he's, Which I don't even... I think it was deliberate because you're... Like everyone except Teal'c, you're supposed to be like, yeah, there's something going on here. Um, I I feel like the kid acts this way even when he is not supposed to be under my control, though. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Jack goes to Ryak and is like, what's your deal? And what are you going to do? 
Because Jack does not believe that they're getting away this cleanly. Bryak's like, I fooled Apophis. His face looks so innocent. He looks very pleased with himself, too. Yeah, yeah. So Jack's like, well, why did you throw a fit when we tried to take you? And Ryak's like, well, I hadn't overcome my brainwashing yet. And then he adds in a compliment about Teal'c's strong mind. And Teal'c's like, why don't you trust that Ryak is cool now? Jack takes Braytag aside with Teal'c and Sam. Okay, it's like everybody, actually, except Ryak and, <laughs> and, yep. and Dreyak, I think. So Jack says, you know, I I would like you to be right, but this just doesn't track with Apophis knowing they're there. They're only two guards of the gate. Super weird. Braytac puts in that he doesn't have a lot of serpent guards left, so and they've killed a bunch of them, so maybe they just don't have any guards to guard the gate. A fair point. Yeah. But ultimately, they don't really have a choice but to try to go through the gate, because... There's nowhere else for them to go. Teal gives his word that Ryak won't hurt Earth, and Jack's like, that's not that easy, and Teal raises a single eyebrow. <laughs> that's his reaction to a lot of things. I know. I just, for some reason, it was very notable to me <laughs> in that one particular moment. So Jack relents, because, again, they really don't have anywhere else to go. Right. And so they need a plan to clear the gate. The team moves in. And while the guards are standing around obliviously, and they shoot the two guards and make a run for the DHD, it, there's really not like, yeah, they, they there was no fight happening, really. No. I thought it was funny because they just like kind of snuck up to the side of the guards, and I felt like if the guards were actually paying enough attention, they should have clearly been able to see the team sneaking up and hiding behind the rocks <laughs> yeah. that far away, but they they're not good at their jobs. No, they should have noticed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's really the bottom of the barrel. This is all the guards he's got left. <laughs> he's only got the worst of the worst left. He's really terrible guards and the people who don't know how to search a house beyond looking <laughs> inside. Exactly. So they all go through the gate except for Braytac who stays behind. And they think Braytac and are away. Through you the are. gate. Back on Earth, the team comes through the gate, and Ryak is in awe. Tilk, Dryak, and Ryak have a little group hug. Next, we're in the infirmary. Dr. Fraser is checking Ryak out. And as far as she can tell, he's normal. Not that she knows what normal is for Jaffa Kid, as she points out. But she doesn't see any obvious signs that he's been tampered with or that he's carrying any kind of bomb or anything. But it took them forever to realize what was going on with Cassie and that Cassie was turning into a bomb. So True. it seemed like a fairly large, again, another leap to say, well, because we don't see a sign of anything now, he's fine. Dr. Frazier says she doesn't think that a bomb like that would have survived in a Jaffa anyway. Tilk's like, I told you so. But Jack says we're still going to keep him under guard regardless. And nobody really has a problem with that. Ryak is apparently very excited that we only have one son, S-U-N, and wants to go see it. And hopefully he won't look directly at it <laughs> in order to be able to see it, because that would <laughs> not probably end well. Although he does have a hagfish, so I guess his eyes will be fine. Sure. Yeah. Tilk says it's probably going to be a while before that can happen. The kid is very smiley, and suddenly Dreyak looks very worried. She pulls Tilk aside and says that during his training, it seemed like it was like the day before or the day of, I think, his kidnapping. Ryak had actually lost two teeth. 
and suddenly they're not missing anymore. Jack overhears this and goes up to Ryak to chat a little bit and distract him while Dryak and Teal go to talk to the doctor about the situation. Jack asks Ryak what kind of food he likes, but Ryak says he's not hungry. He just wants to go see the outside world. Dr. Fraser calls Jack over away from Ryak and then goes to talk to Ryak herself and says that she's just going to take a little blood sample. It's going to be fine. But then Ryak completely freaks out and starts calling everybody names and says that he's going to kill them all. Till gets a hold of Ryak and they sedate him. Yeah, shut up, kid. <laughs> not enough Not of the that. recommended way of silencing children. <laughs> At some point later, Ryak is laying in a... Was it a cell or just a little room? I don't know. I think it was the holding room with the bunk beds. They've got him shut up in there. Mama goes to see him. And when she says his name, he turns and gets up and starts shouting that he hates her and to go away. He's pounding on the door, telling her she can't stop him. And then he snaps his jaw closed a couple of times. I'm a piranha. (laughs) And then he goes to feel inside his mouth, and she's like, they're gone, son. And he's screaming, screaming how he hates them and loves Apophis. (sighs) Yep. Hammond and company are watching all of this on a monitor in the control room. And Hammond's asking, what happened? Frazier explains that the teeth in his mouth were fake, at least two of them, and filled with a virus of some kind, which she says is dormant. And harmless until combined. I guess it's two viruses. I don't know. Mm. And then she says they become the deadliest thing she's ever seen. Which. How did she see this? <laughs> right. Exactly. She hasn't tested it on anything, has she? I don't know. I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe. But why Why? Why tempt fate like that? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm actually going to give them a partial pass on this science. You can have the viruses that can only infect bacteria. So the virus is harm- harmless to people. The bacteria initially is harmless to people. But then once the bacteria has been infected by the phage, which is the virus that infects bacteria, then the bacteria can become very pathogenic to people. Oh. So this isn't actually total BS that they're talking about here necessarily. Interesting. Thank hmm. you. But then it all goes downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> So the plan was to have Ryak bite down and break his teeth, his fake teeth, so that the organisms would combine in his mouth and multiply to kill everyone on Earth. (laughs) That's where I have more issue with this. Yes. Not just everyone, all life on Earth. Yeah, it's not just people. So like all living things would be susceptible to this. 100% kills everything across the board. In less than a week. Right. Also, yeah, like, how would it even get around the planet that fast? I am not convinced that that would be possible of, like, any virus, even with our advanced air travel and all kinds of stuff that we have. Also, Jack compares it to anthrax when Dr. Frazier talks about the two combining and becoming really deadly. And, like, that has nothing to do with how anthrax works. Anthrax isn't one of those bacteria that needs to be uh, infected by a virus first. It's just just a bad bacteria. (laughs) He just wanted to talk about something that that's bad. I don't know. He just In, wanted to make himself seem relevant. Like, to relate to this. Thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and I, they also have a nice uh, red dot 
to display display to show the spread of the virus on a screen, yes. which was fun. Yeah, it was quite like uh, Outbreak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if models like that. I actually don't know. You'd think I might know if models like that are actually used. I think it's possible, but I don't know. I feel like they definitely, obviously in TV and film, they are for dramatic effect. And I feel like people do like to do things for dramatic effect, even not in those contexts. Very true. Possible. So they've checked Ryak out, though, thoroughly. And Fraser doesn't think he's got any more secret devices or viruses (laughs) in his body. So Daniel's like, cool, we're good. So how do we get his brain back to normal where he doesn't love a prophet and hate everyone else and Sam suggests deprogramming and Jack's like you don't really want to put a kid through that and Teal of course is like Ryak is strong and my son so he can withstand it <laughs> yep yeah. yeah. later outside the holding cell Ryak we can hear Ryak inside continuing to scream and scream and scream and scream then we flash inside the cell. Teal'c is trying to talk some sense into Ryak, but Ryak throws a chair at him. <laughs> but since Teal'c is like several feet and probably almost 150 pounds heavier than the kid, that is not particularly successful. He just takes the chair out of Ryak's <laughs> hands. Ryak continues to throw a fit, and Teal'c reminds Ryak that he's his dad and loves him very much. But Ryak yells about how Apophis is his god now, and he loves Apophis, and Apophis loves him. And Teal'c wants to know if Apophis loves him so much, then why did he try to hurt Ryak by giving him those deadly pathogens in his face? Ryak says his dad is stupid because those pathogens wouldn't have killed him. He would have been fine. But Teal'c tells him that that's a huge lie because Ryak is also a biological organism, so he for sure would have died too. (laughs) Ryak screams that, well, you also lied because you promised you'd come back and then you never did. Wah wah. At some point later, Ryak is punching the door in his room, shouting that he still wants to go see Apophis. And Teal'c's like, why? And Ryak says, he loves me and I love him. And then Teal'c's like, listen, buddy, remember our family times and how you loved cake? I like cake. Your mom made cake. It was great. I wish I had some Froyo and cake. (laughs) That would be great. It would. It would. Ryak's looking at him and banging the table while Teal'c is recounting these fond family memories about laughing together. And Teal'c explains, that is love. And Ryak kind of smiles and then comes over and spits in Teal'c's face. (laughs) So gross. Yeah, yuck. Dreyak witnesses all this and is pretty upset. Teal'c walks out and the spit is gone from his face, so he must have wiped it off first, which is an important plot point that we should definitely leave in. (laughs) Absolutely. Tilk tells the team that Ryak has reason to hate him, which strengthens the twisting of Ryak's mind and wants to know if there's another way. Jack suggests ECT, which Sam explains is electroconvulsive therapy. And Daniel's like, isn't that barbaric, though? And Dr. Frazier explains not so much because they use anesthesia and they used it in a more controlled way. Though she's not sure about using it on a Jaffa child. Who knows? Maybe it'll kill the ghouls. That's bad. Yeah. But then Tilk's like, how about how about a zat gun? What if we just zat him once? And Jack's like, yeah, let's zat the kid. So instead of That's trying <laughs> electro 
<laughs> Speaking of Frogurt, um, <laughs> Froyo, I suppose we call it now. I guess we don't, we don't use Frogurt anymore, really. No. Froyo is better. Froyo is better. Yeah. Not really a true portmanteau, I suppose, but I yeah. prefer it. Yeah. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna shoot the kid. It's gonna cause him pain, but he can handle it. Yeah, it's apparently safe for Jaffa of any age as well as their hagfish to be shot once, but yes. not twice. Definitely if you give not him twice. The double dose. He's going down, <laughs> and for sure not three times. No. So they're gonna give it a shot. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> Inside the cell later on, Dreyak and Tilk enter. Tilk has a zat gun that he's holding, kind of to his side and. Not completely out of sight, but it doesn't really matter because Ryak is laying face down and not looking at them anyway. Tilk says that he brought Dryak's mother in to talk to Ryak, but Ryak says that he hates her. Then Tilk asks for forgiveness and they both stand up, whereas they had been crouching next to him before. They back up and shoot. And it is a very rough scene of yeah. Ryak while his body's being shot through with lightning. Once the little lightning storm has stopped, they rush up to him and his eyes are closed, but he's grimaced in pain. Tilk asks Dryak to sing the song she used to sing to him when he was a baby. And she starts to sing and he starts to sing along with her and then opens his eyes and asks where they are. And he's delighted to see Tilk and says, Father, you're home. And Dryak tells him that they're not home, but Ryak says, well, they're with Father. So that makes it home wherever it is. Oh, that's uh, that's also laying it on pretty thick. That's yeah. Can we trust this kid? Really? <laughs> but anyway, apparently it worked. That seemed pretty effective. Yep. All right. In the gate room, folks are assembled to say goodbye to. I want to combine Dreyak and Ryak's name, but it just is Dreyak. So <laughs> yeah, you can't really get a different portmanteau no. from that. <laughs> They're saying goodbye to Dreyak and Ryak. Dreyak, you are no one now. <laughs> Sorry, go <Yeah>. ahead. <laughs> They're leaving because they can't stay because, as Daniel points out, they'll be treated basically like prisoners and there's nowhere they can really go on Earth. And probably some of those assholes in other parts of the government would want to experiment on them like they're always wanting to do to everyone. So, But he didn't say any of that. That's my commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but they're headed, they're headed to the land of the light. So finally, someone takes Tuplo up on his offer of hospitality that was so disdainfully dismissed by Omak. <laughs> yes. So those good people are going to uh, host Tilk's family for some time. Jack says, there's plenty of light and open space for the kid to play. And Jack gives him a baseball mitt, which Ryak then puts on his head. Because he doesn't know what a baseball mitt is. Nope. He also but doesn't ja bother to give the kid a baseball or a softball to go with <laughs> that mitt. True. So it's really pretty useless. Maybe they have balls in the land of the light. Uh, I guess that's a fair... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so Jack promises to visit and explain what it is, which just seems like a crappy gift. <laughs> yes. I mean, the other kid got a puppy, so. <laughs> That's true. And I'd she got to stay on Earth, I, so. <laughs> not that I don't like baseball, or I have, you know, I even have my own glove, but I'd still rather have a puppy. 
I used to have a glove. I loaned it to a girl at my gym because her husband needed a lefty glove for throwing a baseball at some game he was going to. And then I never got it back. That's garbage. I know. So, lady, I find it very unlikely that you're listening to this (laughs) podcast. But if you are, I'm still salty about it. And I would like it back. Yeah. You can probably find me on Facebook. Yeah. Message me. Do it. And we can arrange that. Yeah. Lady at the gym that I don't go to anymore. <laughs> whose name I can't even remember. Oh, that's not the, helpful. Not the gym, the woman. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember the name. Fair. Never lend your stuff to anybody. That's the moral of the story. It really is. I loaned a VHS copy of Train Spotting to your husband in high school, and I never got it back. <laughs> for shame. Didn't he end up, end up buying you a DVD of it eventually? That'll make I don't up for know. It, I, I don't think. have that either. Maybe so. not. <laughs> Maybe he's just a jerk. <laughs> to be fair, he was not my husband in high school, too. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> I'm also not actually holding any of this against them. I just... Oh, we all know you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hi, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) um yeah so teal takes his family through the gate he's gonna return a little later after he delivers them safely and everyone's all smiles and it's the end of the episode (laughs) yep yeah yeah (laughs) kathy yes did you like this episode no (laughs) i found Tilk's behavior to be so weird that I didn't yeah. find it believable that he would I get I get that he was wishfully thinking his son loved him so much and was so happy but everyone around him was like hey Tilk maybe I mean finally he recognized it but it's just I don't know it's just yeah. like I'm like Tilk's not that dumb no come on I mean but maybe I know people can have a blind spot for their kids and all but I agree. It felt like it was too much of a blind spot given his training and background. That, yeah. And then also their weird, like, we're just going to give up because the kid's mind has been destroyed thing. That also, like, bothered the crap out of me. Sorry for the long gap in there. Yeah. So those things, those things really annoyed me and to the point where I just didn't really enjoy much about this episode. Yeah. Also... I'm not super fond of like the family drama stuff, but yeah. I guess it would. But I'm now I'm trying to remember if I've cared about other people's family drama so far. And I actually liked the cold, cold Lazarus episode, even though that wasn't actually Jack talking to his ex-wife. And I did not like that episode. That was one of the few that we uh, didn't agree on. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like we tread over some of this family drama. Maybe that's my problem in the previous mm-hmm. Tilk family episode. Did we? Or was they all about... Well, yeah, they talked about it a little bit, but, you know, she wasn't married at the time, and they seemed to have That's a... That's true. There was a resolution at the end, despite the, the anger that was happening between Dryak and Tilk, mostly Dryak being angry at Tilk with yeah. fair reason to be angry at him for leaving them. But yeah, so we did touch on their family drama a little bit in that last and- episode. And I guess I should be happy then that the family drama's over, but also that was really neatly wrapped up where they just killed Furio. Yeah. Because he immediately was like, I hate you all. Yeah. Fuck all yeah, y'all. Yeah, so now Dryak is free again to Yay. get back with Teal'c. That's... Yeah. No, that's... Uh, I have to put my microphone down. <laughs> <Maybe> dusting <laughs> my hands off. 
of that storyline wrapped up and tied nicely with a bow. Yeah, so it was, it was I, that was a little, a little too convenient. Yeah. I, and I don't know. And also the kid was annoying. I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. So I, I'm incoherent as usual, but I land on I don't like it. Yeah, and with the kid being annoying, it's hard to say. I was trying to figure out like if it's just the way that the kid is written or the way that the kid acts. And I'm not I'm not saying that like all child actors are bad. I've seen some that were very talented, but like just something about the the this character of Ryak is cringy to me. So that was part of my issue with the episode too. Um, I again took issue with how lightly they kind of dismiss mental health issues and how easy they make it look mm. to treat a mental health issue because brainwashing is actually i mean like it might sound weird but like brainwashing is a thing that's like actually recognized right. as something that's used by like cults and stuff and it can take years to overcome that and it's not as simple as just a treatment with ect which actually is still used but uh, i don't know a ton about it as far as i know though it's mostly used for like schizophrenia and like really severe depression that's not really responding to any other kind of treatment so it's used as like a last resort but it's not necessarily used for brainwashing and that is something that takes years to overcome and they just simplify that like yeah but it's fine now <laughs> all those zat guns they're real powerful yeah and also they're talking about how like like it needs to it needs to be under very specific and controlled conditions like dr fraser says so that shooting somebody with like a taser is not going to be the same <laughs> which is what they're essentially doing here well, his son is strong. He can but his son it. is strong. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, you know, I guess the hagfish wins the day for Ryak here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really hated junior. seeing... I hated seeing Tilk behaving so badly. And, you know, you can for sure understand how he was, like, heartbroken here. But he was behaving terribly. And then Dryak was just using Froyo, even though Froyo seemed to really love her. But then Froyo's acting badly, obviously, when he goes and betrays them. Also, it's just really a bunch of people acting horribly. Yeah. Although again, and, with even with her, I you can't really blame her for wanting a better situation than the one she was left in. No, not at all. I definitely don't. But at the same time, Froyo is being used, so like it, it's a bad situation all around. Yeah. Basically, I'm not blaming anybody for it, but I'm just saying it's. A, well, yeah, I guess I said a bunch of people behaving badly, but I mean, and people were behaving badly, just Indeed. in different ways and for different reasons and motivations. But I didn't like any of the things that any of the people were doing. <laughs> I guess. And I don't know. Maybe if I was in their various situations, I wouldn't necessarily act any differently. I have no idea, but I didn't like it. No. No. Yeah. Not my favorite episode. Was it my Me least either. favorite episode? Uh, hmm. No. No. The nope. racist one from the Mongol one is worse. That's your least favorite? I think so. Yeah, that's fair. That's up there for me. <laughs> I bet you can guess what my least favorite is, though. Um, probably if I had a brain that was working, I'm a monster. Which one did I get the most angry about the science on? Oh, God. That was, that was early on, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Now I'm looking through the booklet. Like, what, what did we watch? You hated it, too, but mostly because of the weird mouth sounds in it. Oh, Broken Divide? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that one's bad. That <laughs> still maintains my top least <laughs> favorite spot. So what are we watching next? And please tell me it's something better. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Nef Netflix, <laughs> that's a different thing. 
<laughs> neck flit just sounds like slang for alone time. <laughs> I'm going to read you the one from Netflix, and then I'm going to read you the one from the booklet. Mm-hmm. As as we do. So Yeah. This next one is Stargate SG-1 Season 2 Episode 9, Secrets. Jackson and Teal'c travel back to Abydos. Daniel learns that his wife is nine months pregnant and the father plans to use the baby as his new host. So, Spoiler alert, I don't like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like some more family drama coming up. Yep. (laughs) This one makes it sound nominally better, I think, when I read the description from the booklet, which says... The entire Stargate project is imperiled when a reporter threatens to expose the mysteries of the top secret portal. O'Neill attempts to stop him while the rest of the team tries to save Jackson's wife, who has been impregnated with a gold. Is this the end of Stargate? Spoiler alert, it's not! (laughs) There are eight more seasons. It took me a second to remember that we're on season two. (laughs) Many more seasons left. But that yeah. one sounds a little... That one really highlights this other storyline that's going to happen in this. I think I vaguely remember liking that other storyline, but not liking the Charest storyline. But maybe my opinion will be different this time around. Because it's it could been be. a long time. I don't exactly remember what happens with any of it, so... I mostly remember what happens on this one, actually. Ah. Uh, waha. Waha, indeed. Do we have anything else to... Um... I think that's it. All right. Sorry I didn't like this episode. (laughs) I blame you. It's completely your fault. I know. As always, thanks for listening. Make sure that you hit subscribe if you have not already so that you can download our episodes as soon as they are released every Monday. If you happen to subscribe to us on patreon.com slash stargating, you can get them even sooner than that, usually Saturday or Sunday. You can also find us on YouTube. Reviews and likes are greatly appreciated to help others find the podcast. Word of mouth is also appreciated since that helps other people to find our show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram or just at stargatesing on both of those platforms. You can also find our website at stargatesing.space. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. (laughs) You've been listening to Stargatesing The End. The End! Back at Froyo World. (laughs) People are waiting for, you know, someone to come back. Then they hear a knock at the door. No. (laughs) Those waiting inside for... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This is really funny to call it for your world. <laughs> I really want frozen yogurt so bad right now. This is peanut butter cups on it. <laughs> and Oreos. <laughs> oh, that sounds I haven't good. had dinner yet. I should have eaten Aww. dinner. I'll have frozen yogurt for dinner, but that would involve going out. I ate veggie straws before this. Nice. I had that I for dinner stop. two nights ago, but then there nice. weren't any more, so. <laughs> that does make it harder to eat them mm-hmm. when there are none. It's very true. 
I don't even know where I went with this. I haven't gotten past the fact that they're in a house. Yep, they're in so, Freya World. Yeah, Freya World's house. 